Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, for our 200th episode is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. A bit late this week, because, you know, they were stubborn and very slow on dropping that new Fae channel that dropped pretty much as you were heading to bed last night, and I was in the middle of work, though. Yes. Yep, they pushed it right till the very last minute, and uh, we decided, you know what, let's make sure we're able to cover it in a timely fashion, um, just due to our, our bi-weekly schedule. I think that the... And and you know what? Covering the sixth Fae anniversary on our 200th episode, which, I mean, if you actually look at the feed, we have a bit more than 200 episodes as we, we have... We don't count the minis as episodes proper, um, but they are... They are in the feed, so this is our 200th full episode, uh, and yes, we are going to cover the 6th anniversary Faye channel, which looked at version updates, uh, new special heroes, new features for summoning, which uh, it'll be interesting to talk about that one, but um, before that, we have some catching up to do on some other heroes, and before we do that, we're going to start with the banners which includes the Weekly Revival 6 and 49 banner, uh, Engage banner until the 6th, Caden and Selkie's battle until the 7th, Sage of Kadane, no, sorry, Sage of Kadane until the 9th, Double Mythic Heroes until the 9th, Heroes with Time's Pulse until the 9th, uh, Hero Rises Engage Cup until the 16th, Hero Fest until the 1st of March, and the Special Hero Summon Year 6 until the 1st of March. That's how... You have about a month to claim your free randomized hero, special hero from year six. So, Eddie, as always, we'll start with what we summoned after the banners, of course. I don't know why I'm I'm guiding everyone through this episode. Uh, this is our 200th, so everyone should be very familiar with our format. But, um, Eddie, how did you do with your summoning? Um, well, I haven't touched any of the new banners for the anniversary, so... Don't have the details on what I'm going to get on those, but I did get all four of the engaged units. Uh, I think I sp- sparked for Celine and Lear. I think it's been a bit. Um, in trying to get Alfred, I got like three or four Chloe's. But uh, I will admit, I don't remember what I chose for that Hero Rises special summon pick because uh, there was that that dropped with the engaged cup banner. Uh, and on the death- double mythic Bannock- banner. I got Gateau, and while I was still trying to go in a bit more to get for Mortis, I ended up getting a spare Gateau. Uh, so probably hop back in there a little bit more, but uh, was waiting a little bit before I finished that off. But no for Mortis as of yet. All right. Uh, for me, um, again, like, I, you know, I haven't been doing a lot of summoning, but I actually have an update this week because I did summon off the Engage banner. Uh, first and foremost, I was able to summon uh, Celine and Alfred, uh, and then I sparked twice uh, to try to get the other heroes, because at this stage I had started playing Engage, and I'm like, okay, I like these heroes, I like these characters, let's add them to our hero roster. So when I sparked, I sparked once for Chloe, so I didn't have to summon on the blue anymore, and then again for Alir, uh to wrap up that banner. But on the way to sparking for Alir, I did get a second Celine, so uh, got two of two of Celine, and then I did remember what I got on the Hero Rises free summon. I ended up choosing Ascended Celica because I didn't have her yet, and I I think it was a toss up between. Ascended Celica and is it Legendary Micaiah that's on there? I can't remember. Uh, uh, there was definitely. I'm pretty sure there's. Well, there's obviously a Micaiah yes. on there. I don't remember which one was the one they picked up. It's one I didn't have. The banner. So that's why I was like unsure of which one I wanted to get, and I think it just came down to I think um, I was like, oh, you know what? The let's get let's get the uh, Ascended version of a character. I think I think also Ascended Celica is the more recent version. Honestly, it was it was just down to like which one do we go with? So I'm just looking up. Yeah, so Legendary Micaiah is uh, okay. Radiant Queen. 
I did not end up going with Legendary Micaiah. I also figured just, you know, with the Ascended version, you get a, not that I've been using them, but you get an Ascendant uh, floret with that summon. So I figured, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Extra resource as well. Seemed like a smart idea at the time. Someone Makes will correct sense. me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a pretty busy summoning uh, couple weeks. And it's also been a busy, uh, it's been busy in Fae as well. Um, yes. We do have a little bit of the calendar left to go through before it flips over, though, which does look to be um, flipping over in the next week or so. Right, Eddie? Uh, yeah, it um, will expire before we record next uh, by the 10th of, or maybe right as we finish, are about to record next, but on the 10th of February is when it expires, uh, which on that date we will be getting the new Legendary Mythic Cure remix, uh, which is a bit of detail about in the um, Fae Channel, which we'll discuss later. Uh, but before that, also mentioned in the Fae Channel, is the Batch of Valentine's Heroes, or I'm sorry, uh, Day of Devotion Heroes, or whatever they call it in Fae, um, that are coming out here on the 6th, or morning of the 7th, which are those Fates Heroes, which we'll also discuss in a few minutes. Well, before we do that, uh, we do have uh, the next Resplendent Hero that is due on February 10th for Fae Pass subscribers, and that will be Roy Brave Lion. You'll be able to add Roy, who uh, I've put in here, who is our boy, if you remember smash brothers that was the that was the cheer for roy um now that i've explained that uh we'll go into what <laughs> what roy will be what roy will be wearing uh to the fey pass um event uh it, it will be a new moose bell attire uh for roy and um which is very fitting because roy is like a fire based character right he's got a, a yep yeah, I remember from Smash, he was he had a lot of fire attacks, so there you go. Moose fell. His fiery red hair. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Uh and engage, he has a, a, a I think his his special is like a blazing lion or something, I think. Something like that. Um I don't remember his details exactly cuz well, that's something we can't discuss without spoilers at least. True, but true, true. speaking of Engage, we do have that new Engage banner that launched shortly before uh, the game itself launched. And on that banner, we have Alir showing up. Uh, Alfred as a rearmed hero, so apparently he doesn't even get to join the uh, regular pool as of yet. Celine, Chloe, and Lumera or Etienne as a uh, bonus for the launch of the game. And Lumera as the Grand Hero Battle. So a nice batch of characters from there. Yeah, getting us started right off the bat uh, with Engage and a whole host of early characters that you meet very uh, very early on in the game. Um, but kicking things off, we do have Rearmed Alfred, which is the Floral Protector. This is Alfred, the Crown Prince of Farinay. Alfred is a Rearmed Lance Cavalry Hero. Uh, it is surprising that he is getting the rearm feature instead of the main character from Engage Alir. Although now that I say that out loud, um, Eddie, your point that they wouldn't be in the normal pool probably is a good good reason to have the the main character not be rearmed and and being a part of the main pool. But um, I that, mean, if uh, anything, it feels like this is a banner they should have skipped a rearmed hero on because they're all new units. Yes, from the new game, but. Yeah, that is a valid point too. Yeah, but uh, they did not. They gave uh, Alfred the rearmed weapon, Arcane uh, Kiang, uh, which accelerates special trigger cooldown count minus one at start of combat if units HP is greater than or equal to twenty five percent. Grants attack slash speed slash event slash resistance plus five during combat. Unit makes a guaranteed follow up attack. Foe cannot make a follow up attack, and also if unit or foe initiates combat. After moving to a different space, grants special cooldown charge plus one to unit per attack during combat. Where the only, the uh, highest value applied does not stack. Uh, Flow and Trace 3 is a new skill for Alfred, which enables Kanto remaining plus one. Uh, bringing forward his skill from Engage, he has Self-Improver. You do not have to wait around for this one, as it is applied automatically at the start of combat. Uh, as the start of your turn. Uh, actually, you know what? I don't know if it's... I have written here, start of combat. So, but I'm assuming that's just when your turn starts, whereas in the game, you you have to take no action and just wait 
and then he gets the self-improver uh buff i guess so yeah alfred uh kind of like the re- being the rearmed hero usually the rearmed hero is like the star of the banner but obviously i think alir takes takes the star uh, position being the being the main character of engage but um yeah we have the crown prince of Farinay that shows up pretty much right at the beginning of the game uh after our yep. initial characters, they do skip over, I guess, a good chunk of initial characters with Fram and I, I already stopped using them, so I can't remember their names. But, but uh, Vander, Fram, Clan, and Vander. Yeah, Fram, Fram. Did you say Clam or is it Cram, Fram? Clan, Clan, C L A N N E. Yeah, so they, they skip over those for the banner, but they they quickly run into uh, into Alfred. I mean, you know, it's a. Uh, I haven't had a lot of time to play with the character in Fire Emblem Heroes, but um, it is really, you know, fitting that we've played it, played with the, with Alfred in Engage, and they've you see that connection, which they obviously do with every character, but it's it's really interesting to to be experiencing it at the same time. Like the game releases, and we have the character in the game, and you can obviously see those connections. So uh, it's really yep. neat. Yes. Well, another early unit game joining is Celine, uh, Alfred's sister. Uh, she joins the game as a green infantry uh, tome unit, uh, wielding the joyous tome, which does a bunch of healing for allies within three spaces uh, at the start of turn and after their combat, uh, as well as other factors, uh, reducing their damage and giving them stat boosts if they're all within three spaces of her. Um, she also brings Cantus con- Canto Control, limiting how f- much a unit can move uh, who has Canto, if they trigger their Canto, um, out of uh, legendary-only status, or mythic-only. Medeus had it before. Uh, but quite a nice little kit for her. Also a Tier 4 skill in there. So, And she's another early unit that you can get. Yeah. Yeah, she's also got the I I don't know there's obviously a specific term for it but it's the um the old school sort of royal like frame dress. I don't again I don't know. I don't know what the technical term is, but I'm sure there I'm sure there is one. Yep. Similar to what uh Lissa had in uh, Awakening. Right. Uh you know, the poofy bottom dress, although she doesn't seem to have an actual frame like Lissa actually showed up wearing at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so it is very it's very cool. Uh she obviously does not have her uh warp Ragnarok skill that she gets from engaging with Celica, but still uh a really cool addition to the game again, like going with um yes. the early world. Her forging characters. bond was nice showing her actual interact with the real Celica. Oh yeah. I'm so behind on forging bonds, but it like this was the one to do, and I didn't this, do it. This one was over, so yeah, it's over now. So. A little too late now. <laughs> it's way too late. I'll, I'll I'll Google it. It'll all be fine. Um, I feel like um, there's this opportunity. I I did see a lot a lot of that in the forging bonds of like, you know, mistaking the the characters the emblems are based on, uh, for the real Marth and the real Celica, and then like that interaction. I didn't get farther. I, I think didn't the get mistaking only happened the uh, one time during the group one. But... Did it? Okay. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, uh, well, next next up we have Chloe, which is the fairy tale flyer. Here is uh, Chloe, a lance Pegasus knight from Elios. She's a retainer to uh, Celine, the princess of Farinay. Uh, she enjoys snake and lizard sandwiches and a good fairy tale fantasy story. So she's she's big into uh, folk food. Um, if if you've gotten into engage and you've gotten to the point where you can buy like gifts for your characters, she really likes spicy the spicy food ingredient. Um, that works quite well. So yeah, uh, Chloe is in the game. Our flying unit, our first flying unit uh, from engage, and uh, yeah, she's I mean like a lance flyer unit. There wasn't really anything else to write home about, but um, it is nice to see Chloe added into Fire Emblem Heroes uh, as our first flying unit from Engage. So there you go. Uh, We also have the protagonist of the game, um, the new protagonist character, your playable unit or your selectable unit, 
in her female form, uh, or their female form, a Lear, Dragon Child. Uh, they wield their unique weapon from the game, Liberation, Liberation, or however you pronounce it, or Liberation. Uh, but uh, which gives them charge, a keyword that allows them to move up three spaces in direct in any cardinal direction. Can't move through uh, foes, terrain that block movement, blocks movements, or skills like obstruct. Uh, you know, um, but can move you know a good chunk forward uh, with a bunch of other boosts to their stats based on. Uh, sorry, number of allies from distinct titles within three spaces of them. So the more scattered title units you have on her, she gets a boost. As well as a couple tier four skills. Well, a trio of tier four skills. So uh, she gets gets in here pretty quick. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, the distinct titles. Like, that is so, again, like a really cool implementation of of her game, you know? Yeah, I mean, the fact that you have all the rings that bring in characters from dis- other titles around kind of makes sense to have her benefit from stuff like that. Yeah. Do you feel, though, like her having three tier four skills, is that just like where we're at in terms of skill? I don't know if it would be called skill creep, but, it, you know, the game's in its sixth year. Like, is that what's required to create new, stronger heroes is to give them a bunch of tier four skills? Like, or is it just I mean, this is the star of the banner, so we're gonna really kid her out? I think this is your playable character, so they're looking to um you know, give them a nice boost, I guess, make them look pretty powerful. But yeah, it does kind of feel like our creep is getting to a point where tier four skills are the, you know, minimum for power creep levels. So we might be looking to see tier five skills here in the next year or something. Yeah. Do you feel like that's something they'd save for like a Fey anniversary sort of announcement or maybe like a like a 6.5 anniversary? It feels like that's an anniversary and like hey, tier 5 skills are are now a thing, you know? Um I'm not sure cuz it's questionable on how that will be received when it starts happening, you yeah. know. That's true. So that may be the type of thing they don't want to really focus on, the fact that, oh, yeah, all those units that have those Tier 4 skills are useless or, you know, slowly going to be more and more useless as we introduce the new unit you have to summon to uh, merge with them to get them the new top-tier skills. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I would be fine if we never have add, have Tier 5 skills, but the fact that we do have this unit and we have more and more of the kind of banner-focused units coming with multiple tier four skills it's kind of getting to the point where honestly as much as i wouldn't be thrilled with it you know probably coming yeah i mean we're gonna get there i mean like if the game continues to exist for the foreseeable future tier five skills are are unless they figure out a way to accept that they don't need power creep and just you know let the summons go on their popularity which I don't see them ever doing, and I see some people, you know, as much as I'd love for them to do that, something like that, I don't see them doing it because they want money. Yeah, they they certainly do want money. Um, well, here, our next hero, uh, you know what, You know, not speaking of money, our next hero is one you could have earned through launch quests. Uh, those quests are, I think, complete now. But uh, we have ETA Fitness Fighter, Etia is a hero from the continent of Elios, a noblewoman of Farinay. She's an archer in service of her prince, Alfred. Etia is all about her muscles, which is probably why Alfred is such a fan, and is a colorless bow hero that is available through uh, the Engage launch quests. And I'm I'm not sure how they handle launch quests. Is she now part of the normal pool? Is that how that works? Um, She might not yet be part of the normal pool, but she will eventually be added into the normal pool. Right. Uh, she might have been added with the um, from Mortis Banner, uh, but yeah, according to Game Press, it's still listed as a five star uh, quest reward. So if, but you're right. If not now, likely the next. I would guess the next new, new Heroes Banner would have her. This information's probably uh, probably out there. It's just uh, it's it's yeah because our you know Lumera will be added to the Heroic Grails, but. Um, 
Yeah, Etier is a character you get pretty early on. Uh, you get other stronger archer characters in Engage later on, but like she is, she is the archer you get right off the bat, and I and I, and she's pretty great. Like honestly, like I don't think there's anything about her kit that's like, you know, wow. She's available as a five star hero as a quest reward, so she does not. Ha- she doesn't have a lot of like super great skills to write home about, but you know, I I like her in the game. She's cool in the game, so. It's nice to have her in Fire Emblem Heroes, especially as a free reward. Always great to have more heroes from new games. Um, although still waiting for our War Act uh, Three Houses characters. So whenever we can get those, that'd be great. Yeah, would be nice to get those. But I think they still have a couple Academy Arc or who knows. Maybe they'll eventually add them. But um, also with the Three Hopes, we since they're sort of considered the same, uh, Three Hopes is a weird one. But um, another weird one is a character that would normally be added as a um, uh, legendary or mythic unit, uh, although for reasons there might be a reason why she's just a Grand Hero Battle unit, is Lumera, Dragon Monarch. Uh, the uh, She appears early in uh, Engage as uh, Alir's mother. Uh, of course, she is a Grand Hero Battle unit, so not expecting a ton of skills. Uh, but just stance, no follow up. Uh, she wields her Monarch Blade, gives her speed plus three, boosts her stats at the start of combat if she has enough health. Uh, but nice to see her brought in, dressed in her fancy outfit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And as you said, uh, uh, they've kind of included her as a Grand Hero Battle. She's the parent of a Fire Emblem protagonist, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nothing more needs to be said for longtime fans of the series, but um, oh. yeah. It, I mean, I think you were either going to get Lumera in this role for for Fire Emblem Heroes, or you were going to get Vander as the Grand Hero Battle uh, unit, and I think. I mean, they easily could have. Yeah, when you think of the collection of heroes that we have in this banner, I think this makes the most sense. Based on the way they set up this banner, yes, that does make the most sense. Uh, there are characters that they easily could have chosen. Uh, one of the four hounds from the game, but those aren't heavily in the early advertisements like these characters were. So a lot of, especially Alfred, in some of the earlier advertisements. Because uh, yeah. they focus on the crown children of the four countries in those advertisements as well as early game stuff so you saw a lot of these french and french inspired units from furinay as they pronounce it in the game which allegedly is incorrect speaking of legendary and mythic heroes yes yes so uh running until the 9th of february we do have the double um mythic heroes with uh Formortis and Goto, um, that banner's running to the ninth. And on that banner, you've got on the red, you've got Regan, Rearmed, uh, Lif, and Legendary Veronica. For blue, you got Legendary Dimitri, Uller, and Monica. For green, you have Legendary Edelgard, Freya, and Ascended Hilda. And finally, on the colorless orb, you have Arvel, Formortis, and Goto. So, double Mythic Heroes to go over today. Double Mythic Heroes, both on the colorless orb uh the first one is Fomortis, the demon king uh so fallen leon returns in his more demonic form uh fully puppeted by Fomortis, the demon king from sacred stones uh he uh has his the sorry he is a beast unit colorless beast unit as we mentioned armored beast unit uh with the weapon attack weapon skill ravager with which has quite a heavy boost of stacks. Uh, if his health is over 25%, it'll uh, slow down the cooldown charge it, of the of his foe. Yeah, it'll slow down his foe's cooldown and debuff them. It'll also, uh, if on his foe's turn, reduce the damage from their follow-up attack. And if he's only... Of course, he has his transforming... Uh, but he does have his uh, mythic skill, Nightmare. 
If the foe initiates combat and foe's health is 75% or more, it debuffs them, but attack and defense minus 10 during combat and reduces damage from their first attack as well, as was weapon reducing damage from the follow-up. Uh, and after combat, foes with closest foes within four spaces who have not acted uh, have their actions end immediately, so he stops them from attacking. He also has a skill that, uh, like with um, Ash, or no, was it Elm? Elm was the one. Uh, removes the required condition for him to tra transform and gives him a guaranteed follow-up attack. So, as well as a savior skill. So, pretty, pretty powerful unit there. Yeah, that sounds so. pretty. Uh, it's got a. He's got a pretty uh, good kit, and I mean, it fits the fact that his artwork is uh, one of those that expands out of the. It's a, it's a frame break, you know. Mm -hmm. Like uh, he he does not fit within the frame. He's a large hero. Um, yep. I did not realize the connection to to Leon and Sacred Stones until until I'm looking at it now because I'm like, where do I know this guy from? And of course, we yep, played he's Sacred the Stones. Big bad from Sacred Stones, and um, they really, especially in the art and everything, focus on Fomortis, but his unit on the actual game uh, when he's not transformed is. Fallen Leon, essentially. Oh, cool. Or a version of him. Oh, that's good. So. Yeah, because I was like, I wonder if they use like the Fallen Leon uh, art. So that's really cool that they do that. Yep, his little pixel character when he's not transformed is Fallen Leon. Cool. But since pretty much after your first turn, he's always going to be transformed. I guess True. they're focusing on Fomortis. Makes sense. But, uh, the secondary, uh, not secondary, I think. You know, well, joining Fomortis is Goto as the other mythic hero and goto is praised uh, as the white sage in arcanea he watched over the lives of humankind as a survivor of the divine dragons who all but perished uh, he is from fire emblem mystery of the emblem he is a light colorless tome mythic hero and i want to double check if this is uh yes if i recall so, correctly he's the one who taught uh lynn's father right in well, that's a good question. Let's see. I don't know. That's a great question. So Lynn's father? Who's Lynn's father again? I can't remember. Lynn's father, I believe. Goto is the one I, I could be misremembering. Uh, he's either Lynn's father or he's the one who taught Lynn's father. I think he's the one who taught Lynn's father in Mystery of the Emblem. Yeah. Well, you have Garneth, which is the bad guy from that game. He yep. is a student of Goto. Yeah. If Garneth's a student, then so is Lynn's father. Um, Garneth... Yes, yeah. that's Lynn's father, Maloa. Yeah, Pontifex of Arcanea, assassinated by fellow disciple Garnif. Oh, spoilers, sorry, folks. I mean, it is a yep. very old game. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, yeah. That's what it was. Like, uh, Garnif was jealous that Goto chose Maloa to get the tome that Lind uses, um, light tome or whatever it was, and assassinated him and summons the evil ruler. Mm -hmm. uh, was that that one was Medeus, right? It was e the evil dragon? Yes. I yeah, yeah. Hatch the scheme so. to revive the shadow dragon Medeus. It, it, just yep. evil dragon, you know, like it's just so much easier to say yep. really big bad evil dragons yes. <laughs> when it comes to Fire Emblem. Um But Go yeah. Goto will be returning in March. In April, Arvel gets their return uh from this manner. Veronica and Edelgard return in May. June has Uller and Fomortis returning. July brings Regan back, and Dimitri and Freya will be taking a nap until August mm. on this banner. You know, it's funny, you mentioned August, and I, I always joke, like, man, we're already planning into August. But, uh, you know, just this past week, uh, my wife and I sat down to figure out, like, what's going on for the summer to make sure the kids are, are covered when they're out of school. And it's like, yep, that's uh, planning our lives, just like Intelligent Systems plans our legendary mythic returns, just... Got to think eight right. months ahead. <laughs> that's fun. Well, that's only about six months ahead at this point, but still. Oh, or man. I guess Time's seven flying. months because this is the January banner. But Yeah, yeah. No matter which way you slice it, it's still creeping up on you. Um, yes. Yes. Well, where we're going to end this show is uh, with the Fay channel that just arrived. The reason we're recording a little later, because uh, the Fay channel unveiled the Fire Emblem Heroes 6th Anniversary celebrations and a bunch of other stuff that uh we're to talk to talk to tonight um and basically kicking off with the there's a lot of returning events 
Um, we're going to discuss these, but the, the top one here is the five star special hero summon, which is the free summon on all special heroes released in the past year. So you get to pick one, uh, of the five orbs that shows up. You're not guaranteed to get, um, you know, the, the colors that you're looking for in terms of the orbs. So you kind of have to figure out, you know, which, uh, which colors you want to summon on. And then if you just pick one, you might not have it there. So you got to keep that in mind, but, uh, th that's a returning event. I remember doing that every year and, and remembering like, oh yeah, it's really unfortunate. They don't just present four different colored orbs and you choose one. So yeah, it would be nice guaranteed. You can pick at least which color you want, but nope, it's just a regular summon ring and you can pick one out of. So. Yeah. Well, I haven't done mine yet and I know Eddie, you haven't either. So um, I haven't even looked at, I, I mean, obviously we, we had all the heroes from the past year, all the special heroes. Uh, I'll have to look at a list and I mean, honestly, it's so random. I, I probably, I probably wouldn't have a problem just picking whatever, whatever color shows up, but yeah, I have right, to do well, that. You're going to have to pick whatever color shows up, but you might want to look to see if there's a certain color that has more of what you're looking for. True. Because I'm obsessive, especially about special heroes. I'm pretty sure I have all of these, so. I just got to pick which one I want a copy of to try for. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, well, we'll 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 make note and report back on what we end up uh, summoning. Um, Hero Fest returns. We have Ascended Marita, Ascended Adun. Uh, I I have here Legendary Etri, and I made I wanted to make a point of looking her up. She might be Mythic. I'm not entirely sure. Um. But we do have a uh, harmonized Lysithia and loot uh, available on that Hero Fest, and um, you know, and I'll, I'll look it up. I, I think I think it's a legendary Etri. Yeah, I think it, Etri might be mythic. You might be right there. I don't remember. Let's see, Etri is a doesn't say. <laughs> That's helpful. Um, yeah, it doesn't say, but it is it is Etri. So there you go. Um, so I, again, I haven't done any summoning on that. You have tons of free summon tickets just for showing up and doing some quests. Um, Eddie, like we've got, so the six anniversary quests, there's two sets of quests. You have the six anniversary quests and the ether raid support quests. Um, for the six anniversary quests, you'll net a celestial stone and 15 free summon tickets alongside some other resources. And then orbs and ether stones for the ether raid support quests. So a good chunk of free summon tickets. So we'll obviously have some more summoning to talk about on our next episode when we get around to that. Because that's a lot of tickets. Um, haven't done the quests yet, but like I said, a lot of resources there you can get. Uh, you've got a login bonus, which will run um, with uh, orbs, dragon flowers, heroic grails, and even a ascendant floret. So that's the big addition to the to the login bonus i i was they really pulled the orbs out of these although the 15 free summon tickets is like 75 orbs to a degree but only on a specific banner which is on the heroes fest banner but they really pulled the orbs out of these automatic ones yeah yeah they don't uh i don't think they like break down exactly how many orbs but definitely like you're getting around uh, Probably thirty or so orbs, just thanks to the reward maps. I think it was maps. forty from the entire thing. Yeah, I think they did break it down in the Fate Channel near the end there. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, you know, as you said, the fifteen free summon tickets is like is a good chunk, and um, it doesn't allow you to use the orbs wherever you want. But uh, that is on the Hero Fest, and and I think like if you look at those heroes that are in the Hero Fest, like it's a good it's a good selection to choose from. So you got yep, that. They did break down everything you can get from the sixth anniversary celebration. It is 40 orbs, one ascended floret, one celestial stone, the 15 summon tickets, 180 dragon flowers of each color, six of, I think those are the mythic uh, items to grant mythic boons to your characters, a uh, bunch of stones for ether raids, a bunch, you know, all the other different 30 or 40 different currencies in varying amounts, mm -hmm. usually around 60 or 160 or one 1600 type numbers. A lot of sixes because it is the sixth anniversary, but yeah, yes, of course you gotta, you gotta stick with the trend. Um, 
it's uh so like it's really cool that they've added the ascended flora as um as a free resource like a free premium resource it seems to be a, a, yep. a trend for them when we have an anniversary that they'll take the the new premium i don't know i don't know if you call it current i'll call it currency for for the sake of a for the yep. lack of a better word but you know, take that new premium currency and, and offer it for free as part of this anniversary. They did that with the uh, Forma Soul a couple years ago, which was a nice touch. Well, they didn't give us a Forma Soul here. No, they did not. I mean, that's which is unfortunate because I think they've kind of, I think they've recently expanded what the Forma Soul can can do. Because can't you use it on? Uh, uh, no, they added another currency oh. for the other thing. Right. Of course they did. And, and uh, new packs to sell those separately. So those will be available next year, uh, in the seventh anniversary, maybe, possibly. Or in the half-year half anniversary for this one, this maybe. year. Yeah, maybe. Um, they've also got reward maps, so released each day for 13 yes. days in a row, where you can earn up to 26 orbs. Those are missable. They will rotate out. I think they last for you about three days four each. days, and I will admit... The final engage one was extremely disappointing because they had reward maps in there or special maps in there, and they were giving was it dragon flowers or no? It was R R affinity? So it was like yes, that was it. It's like are you serious? This is the crap you're giving for these maps? Yeah, so. I stopped doing them because I I don't yeah. even I can't remember Same last here. time I went into the Ether Resort. <laughs> I go in from time to time because I do like to buy the accessories, but that's about all I do in there. Yeah. And there, I'm sure there are some who use a lot more in there, like buying all the music, which would be nice, but I often have to have music muted because of where I am and other factors. So as nice as the music would be to have, I don't have it on often. But, you know, we also have the usual Grand Hero Party, a bunch of Grand Hero battles returning and quests to get uh, extra copies of those Grand Hero units, even if you already cleared them previously. And rounding out the anniversary stuff is the Hero Rises returning. Uh, we've already got some petitions for a specific voting in the uh, banner, and can't really argue with them considering the kit for, that Femortis has. Uh, that is what is being at, uh, pushed by Opera in there. He's saying, Femortis, vote for him. And he's most likely to get there, and Hopefully get to the top four, maybe even win, so everyone gets a free copy of them. Yeah. But of course, we have the usual voting gauntlet with all its weird rules to pick the winner instead of yeah. straight votes. Well, it is the only time where the voting gauntlet like actually matters. You know, I remember, I remember when you know we we started this show and they added the voting gauntlets, and it was always like it was new and fresh, and we really wanted to play it, and we were always frustrated that it was like it had this really heavy rubber banding effect where. Um, oh yeah, you could be winning one minute, <laughs> step away and come back. It's like, how am I losing this badly? So mm. it, it matters here because we get a free hero, and you're going to have people trolling. And the first year it was just a straight pop vote, like the uh, CYL seven, mm. which has its results out. Right. Yes. So I will admit I completely forgot that the CYL seven was running. I think I must have voted yeah, a couple if- times. If any, if only someone had mentioned in Discord that it was going on. I know. If only someone had tagged me and then sent me a notarized email and then uh, knocked on my door. Well, I don't said, know if hey. I tagged you, but I know I announced it a couple times in Discord. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. For, I think I did it once days. or twice. Uh, I definitely did the. I did all of the. So this is probably why I did all of the engage a hero rises thing, and then I think I just that my mind was like I already did this. <laughs> But no, I didn't. Oh, okay. Um, but we do have the CYL7 uh, results here. And I got to say, a bit surprising. So we'll start with, on in first place, we have Male Robin on the male side. And then we have uh, Golvig on the female side for first place. Yeah. Brand new character where we know little to nothing about is somehow, I guess, they really liked her design. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. They love uh, Golvig got 16,000, 17,000 votes. Um, and then in second place, we have Corin, female Corin. So Corin finally uh, going to have a brave hero version. I don't remember if we, I don't think we got a brave male Corin. I don't think. I don't know. Um, 
I'm pretty sure. I don't know if they do with Corrin like they do with the three houses units, where they um, combine them and who, whichever one version of them gets the most votes gets it, or if they're separate. Oh, I think they're separate. If they're separate, then we might eventually get a male Corrin. Yeah, but I believe this is the, and it kind of fits with the way they advertise and focus on these games because. Male Robin is often considered canon, as well as female Corrin is often considered canon. Heck, Engage considers female Corrin canon. Because that's the version you get. And Robin is nowhere to be seen, as far as I know. I mean, to be honest, Lucina, I believe, is far more popular than Robin or Chrome. Of course. Yeah, I agree. it, It wasn't until Fates that they really focused on the playable character as the main protagonist of the story. Uh, we also, and, you know, rounding it out is Soren uh, in the male uh, category for second place. So, uh, and only by a difference of like 400 votes between Robin and Soren. There was a few thousand yeah. between um, Golvig and Corin, but Robin and Soren, that was a close race. It looked like it could have gone either way there. So, yeah, so they'll be getting brave versions sometime late mid-August, I think is usually how it works. The rising hero results or whatever it was. Um, I don't. I remember Monica jumped like a hundred and nine um, band points or ranks on the thing, but it showed who had jumped the most during this banner from last year. Yeah. So. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did see that, and I was confused. Like they they released the they released the results, and I'm like, oh, is that the results? I mean, those characters seem. Outside of Monica, pretty, pretty obscure. And there's like, no, wait, no, this is this is just a special yeah. category. So pulling up the results, we see Felix was third place on the male side, and he was two thousand lower. On the female side, oh, no, that's eleven hundred twenty on the males. On the female side, female Robin was down in fourth place, and Bernadetta was right below Corin, just edged out in the last bit uh, on there, but. Uh, it was Rising Hero or something like that they called it, which is uh, yeah the Rising Hero Award with Monica jumping up 109 spots and Yulia from Mystery of the Emblem. I don't really remember in second place there with 94 spots jumped. Hmm. On the male side, Desay from Gaiden or Echo Shadow of Valentia, one of the villains there, jumped 288 spots. Uh, and Corpre or a guy from Genealogy of the Holy War, don't know how to pronounce that, C-O-I-R-P-R-E, uh, jumped 190 spots, so 196 spots. So showing you who jumped up the most in these banners, in these votes. Yeah. So that's an interesting little thing to look at. Yeah, it's a cool metric for sure. Um, as is tradition, we also got a preview of the upcoming Special Heroes banner for the Day of Devotion, or the Valentine's Banner. And it's uh, primarily, yeah, Fates-focused, where you have uh, yeah. Takumi, Leo, Hana, and Duo Elise with Sakura um, on the banner. And then Effie will be the Tempest Trials reward. Those heroes will go over on our next normal episode, the week of the 10th. But these heroes will be available starting the 6th of February. Yeah. Maybe the 7th. Time is weird. So there you go. Yeah. I believe the calendar is still running off of uh, 11 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, so it should be 2 a.m. our time on the 7th. Yeah. But And sorry, the week of the 13th is when we'll be recording. Sorry. Yeah, this leaked a bit before the Faye channel and sparked a bit of grumbling in the, com- in the comments about how the uh, lords and fates often get so many alts, but the side characters don't get many. And the side characters that do get them seem to be very limited because this is what Hana's third or fourth alt. Damn. But people are excited about Effie, right? Effie doesn't yes, have Effie any. doesn't have many, I don't think. Yeah. If any, yeah. And she's the Tempest Trials reward, so we so anybody will be able to get them uh, get her without uh having to summon. Uh we also during the banner, uh we got a bunch of update info, uh including a new summoning feature, uh focus charges, which you pointed out a bit. Um it's a feature when you summon a non-focused five-star hero on a banner. A little, there's going to be a little, like, three dots below the summon count for the uh, 
spark. Um, and uh, when you summon a non-focused five-star hero, one of those dots lights up. Once all three of them light up, you will get a guaranteed uh, focus unit on the next five-star unit you pull. So a bit more protection for the a uh, bit more bad luck protection if you don't if you're not summoning uh, focus heroes. I believe it'll reset when you do summon a focus hero, though I don't know for sure. Yes, it's it does reset. No, haven't. Okay. Well, I know it resets if it actually fully activates, but I don't know if it resets when you summon before. But it would make sense that it would if you get a focus on on its own. Yeah. Um, um it's kind of interesting. Like, it's not necessarily like the protection that everyone's looking for, but it is a nice touch in that. Um, it, it it is available to all players on on specific banners. You have new heroes, new heroes revival, special heroes revival, summoning focus, and weekly revival events. That's for everyone. But if you're a Fey Pass subscriber, that extends to special heroes, uh, Omega special heroes, and Hero Fest. So you know, once again, some additional perks being offered to Fey Pass subscribers. Yep. Uh, I'm sure folks are not too happy about that i mean honestly like it if you're going to be focusing on summoning from a specific special banner like it kind of makes sense to be similar to sparking it makes sense to have that fade pass if you're if you're trying to optimize your your quests but or orbs there's a lot of fade pass that i feel should be available to everyone yes but oh i 100 percent agree they I, continue I like to you're... add stuff into it that's very limited mm-hmm. uh but also um coming to the with the update are the usual updates to the four-star boosted heroes, both the special and normal pulls. So a bunch of units being pulled out of the five-star uh, rotation and moved into the boosted rotation. And, uh, of course, coming with that are a handful of new special um, revival banners. Uh, the legendary mythic hero remixes are now going to have two banners. So uh, with the new one that's going to be Peony and Thrasir, there will be one banner that has Thrasir on it and one banner that has Peony and seven others. Each of them will have them and seven others. Um, and they're also adding a bunch of, a couple features to bringing one of the featured legendary units into the arena. Uh, you will get the max um, points possible when you bring a five-star unit into the or a featured legendary unit in the first character defeated will not count against your score. So ways to get you higher score quicker in arena mm-hmm. if you bring in specific units. Do we know when these uh this version update is this the March version update or or the upcoming February one? I think it's the February one, which I don't think we have February's update yet, but I don't know if we know exactly when it's dropping yet. Yeah. So. I don't think they provided a date. I'm trying to trying to sort it out now. Um, February 2023. Yeah. So we have they have not announced it yet, but we did our last update was uh, January 9th. So I mean, I figure it's before the sixth or the seventh. Yeah. Because they got to add in those heroes unless they're already in there hidden somewhere. Uh, yeah. I can't remember if the leak came. I think the leak came from the website, not the game. It wasn't a data mine in the game. So. Yep. Um, yeah, you're probably right. We'll probably get it. Uh, and that's usually yeah. about when we get the updates. Yeah, for sure. Well, there you go. We're all caught up on Fire Emblem Heroes for now. As Eddie said, we'll have more content to cover in just a little bit. Um, I, I don't want to spend too much time in the Outrealm Gate, but honestly, I feel like we'd be remiss to not check in with where we're at and engage, even though I did say we would we would talk about it in a couple weeks. But let's quickly chat about it. Um, Eddie, how far are you in engage right now? Like, are you, uh, I'm on chapter 17. I've been focusing on doing some of the paralogs. Uh, just hit a quite challenging one. Um, it's been revealed what these paralogs are in discord. I'm not sure I want to spoil that here yet, but been working on hit a challenging one, but I've been doing skirmishes and paralogs and sitting on chapter 17. Cool. Yeah, I have noticed that the paralogs are quite higher level. So I think like I unlocked a bunch and they were around like the base level 19 slash 20. So they're they're up yeah. there. I mean, because of the way they handle skirmishes, they were about the level of my skirmishes when they started popping up. Um, 
And I think I did the first of these ones. No, I held off. But yeah, the uh, I think I've gotten to the point where the they're about similar to my main story, or at least the lowest one was similar. But I've got had like four or five available that I didn't go hadn't done yet. Hmm. So. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I'm I'm still working my way through it. I think I'm chapter thirteen, fourteen. Um, without spoiling it, I'll say this: like, if if there are folks that are have heard the you know the rumblings about the story being more of like a very traditional Fire Emblem story, and and that's something I said that was a critique I had it, and uh, I felt like chapter ten, eleven was like a nice um, was a good change of of pace in terms of like how the story and progression seemed to be going, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game even warns you when you're entering chapter 10, like, hey, you're entering a series of battles. So uh, it's not it's not technically a, a spoiler, but um, that moment was kind of like a like a it was a moment for me where I was like, OK, you, you're you're not you're not totally predictable. You're not going down, you know, the path of like, well, to say any more would be a spoiler. And of course, we will get into spoilers down the road with Engage once once we've yep. the game's been out for a bit. So it's only been out a, a couple weeks, so. Yeah, we might uh, tack a at least partial spoiler discussion on to next week at the end of the episode, but we're heavy episode this week, so it's not like in still pretty soon, so not like we have time to do that here. Yeah. I will say I'm, I've been confused from the beginning why it having a traditional Fire Emblem story is a downside. I mean, yes, it's not the best writing, but I th- felt it's been decent and passable, you know, and... Yeah, you know, once again, like I said last uh in the mini, none of the sport conversations, even as far as I've gotten, have quite hit Bernadetta levels, but that's kinda hard to hit. And they've been enjoyable and decent and showing sides of the characters. Uh like, you know, Alfred's past was something I hadn't realized was in there and sort of explains a bit of how he is to a degree, but it's interesting little details that they've given for the characters. So I've been enjoying it. Even with the, you know, not so deep story, I'm quite fine with it. Yeah, I th- I think the critique of the story being more of a traditional Fire Emblem story is like, as fans of the entire franchise, it's not like necessarily a bad thing for us. But for folks who played, um, maybe primarily only played Three Houses, which I feel like has, um, has a has a I wouldn't say a non-traditional Fire Emblem story. It still has some of those Fire Emblem tropes, but it's like it's a more serious, more developed story. Like within it, you don't have to do the paralogs to to fully understand like all the the intricacies of the story. But the paralogs do obviously help in in Three Houses. But I don't know. I think there's just a difference in writing with Three Houses. It felt like they took the the story very much more seriously. Um, but as you said, like Engage is it's not a bad story. It's if you've played previous Fire Emblems before Three Houses, I think you're gonna be very familiar uh with the way they've structured the story. So yeah. uh but it's still fun. So fun having a blast with it. So we will talk about it on our next episode some more, don't you worry. And until then, you can visit us on the web, gamersinpodcast.com slash fay. Go to the uh, Fire Emblem channel in the Gamers in Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. You can also follow us on Twitter. You can find me at R. Murphy, Eddie at Drowfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers in for show updates. Be sure to check out serenesforce.net, our go-to resource for Fire Emblem news and information. It's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week, and happy summoning. Mm-hmm.